0: Good afternoon, and welcome to our episode about virtual communities. Today we have guest speakers Justin and Giovanni. How's it going, you guys? I'm uh, doing great. We have some interesting info to talk about today. We will be discussing topics of digital literacy from Idaho AL 2020, a podcast done on a digitally literate teacher named Megan Mallon and much more. So let's begin. The first question I have for you guys is what does digital literacy mean to you?
1: Um, So digital literacy to me means being able to use media, Mm -hmm. not just being able to interpret it, but also to communicate with people and get across your message in a coherent manner.
0: Yeah, definitely. What about you, Justin? Uh, So basically, um, pretty much the same thing, but like when when I first like think of digital literacy and I mean, I think of just literacy in general, I'm thinking of, you know,
2: stories of this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like digital literacy is just like what Giovanni said, you know, as way to communicate like socially and all that stuff uh, through media. So yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. But, I, I definitely agree with you both. Um, An article that I found called Teaching Analysis for Visual Communication Design with the Perspective of Digital Technology by Sun and Zhu, uh, they said that today's society has entered the era of visual culture, which announces the decline of the centrality of language and print culture, and more importantly, a fundamental change in the way the public grasps the world. Change from relying on personal experience and language to relying on vision, images, and much more. So that... I feel like that article really kind of summarizes what you both said, and it's a growing movement um, of digital technology into schools as well nowadays. So I guess the second question I have for you both is, do you think it's a good idea to start bringing digital technology into the classroom?
1: Um, Yeah, I I do think it's very important, actually, because I feel like a lot of kids these days too, not only just being able to communicate, but safety is a big issue with all of this stuff. Especially with the younger ones and they tend to just throw themselves into random communities, random threads and stuff. And I feel like them knowing how to uh, use media and just the internet in general in a safe manner is very important.
0: Right, I I definitely agree because the podcast with Megan Mollin, she actually was talking to her twin about this, Melissa. And um I have a quote here from her at 18:38. She says, "Sometimes I'll share a precautionary tale about making sure you have personal and professional accounts or keeping accounts private." And it doesn't happen every day, but you know, someone will ask her, you know, will you be my Instagram friend or can we, you know, be Snapchat friends? You know, her students are asking this and They kind of have to like set boundaries like that because uh, there's so much that can influence a child uh, through digital technologies and stuff like this, so I feel like teachers really have to be careful about that in the classroom, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think they should also like take the time to explain to them why, so they don't think you just like hate them or whatever, Right. there's a reason why that's not supposed to be a thing.
0: Right, exactly. Um, so I was wondering if you guys found any other, like, interesting information from the articles and stuff that you read. Well, one,
2: actually, one article
0: that I read, um, mm-hmm. was just talking about, um, a lot, uh,
2: the fandom of all, all these, like, popular online domains and stuff.
0: Yeah, I really um, liked that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, you know, it, it gave, you know, about their favorites,
0: stuff about that, mm-hmm. and, um, but re- reading it, it
2: gave also negative um, fandom stuff. Now,
0: right. that it could lead
2: to hysteria and obsession and addiction. And I just, even in like, just you search one thing on, say, like, Instagram or something like that, and then all of a sudden you're just getting these videos on the search of the same thing. The negative
0: on that is just, and I kind of have seen that, you know? Mm-hmm. Someone talks about something and
2: is just obsessed with it, obsessed with it. And just like oh calm down like
0: right and, no it's
2: just, you don't have to follow everyone mm-hmm. um you don't have it's not like a race that has the most followers so it's just to me i think it's getting out of hands um just mm-hmm. you know, popular things and then it's just i'm i'm not a big social media person I, okay. I'll, I'll admit it first i there are times i don't even know half the stuff that's out there right so like actually the other day i just someone told me about Real, I don't know. It was an app called Real Something. And I'm like, what? What is this?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like- no, I totally get it because, like, for for a while, when I was going to school and college and stuff, I definitely wasn't that into social media. Uh, because I always held, like, negative connotations to it, you know. And um, only recently did I really start getting into Instagram and Facebook. And, and now for this class, we had to get a Twitter account. I, I never had a Twitter. You know, I never knew what it consisted of um, and, like, why yeah. people used it. Um, but I'm really trying to break out of that um, negative bubble about social media so I can more, more or less use it, utilize it as a tool. Um, Because you definitely can learn uh, a lot of good information from social media, I believe, um, if you know where to look. Um, but also, like, there is that negative side to it, especially with fandoms and stuff like that, because people do become obsessive. They do start um, almost like retaliation in a way to people who like go against it or tell them that they're being like over dramatic about it. So it, you know, just like with anything, it has positive and negatives. Um, but with that article, uh, that was talking about this, the Malik Hater in 2020, um, they were also saying that like with certain fandom activity that it could help encourage like good mindsets within children too, which I thought was interesting. You know, it kind of promotes community, <laughs> Um, it helps people like get together and they, they have like a certain goal in mind and they help like support the fandom in ways that are kind of interesting to me. And I didn't really think a bit about it like that. So um, I guess like I was trying to look for more of the positives of, of that article. But I'm glad you kind of touched on the um on more of like the negative aspects of it, too, because like I feel like sometimes that is, uh you know, pushed to the wayside and not really talked about that much
1: to mention the negative stuff too because i was actually gonna jump off of that
0: yeah
1: although i didn't think about how it does bring a sense of community and it does help with socializing which probably is very good for kids
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: i know that like in these fandom communities like the article touched on how there's hierarchies that are just made naturally and i think it plays on this thing where justin says how people get too obsessive and usually in order to climb up these hierarchies you have to like get the attention of the people who are very popular in these threads already. Right. Or just constantly post. Like and yeah, you're you're trying to put like correct information out there, but to be this obsessive over something that I guess like, a hobby's good to have, but like yeah, once it starts getting out of hand, mm-hmm. I think it needs to be like a, a line drawn.
0: Right. No, I, I definitely agree. And like honestly like stuff not even like with fandoms too but like with um current events, you know, going around the world. Like we kind of discussed this a little bit this week uh in voice threads, but with the mis and disinformation kind of being spread about certain things going on in the world too, like it's it's hard because it has a huge social impact when there's false kind of information being spread too. Um, you know, I know I was talking to Aaron about this, but about the war in Israel, you know, going on right now, there's a lot of false media about that right now and a lot of people are you know going on their social media platforms and and seeing all this information and and they're having you know very real and um uh reactions to this uh media that they're seeing like whether it's videos or pictures but i feel like with really serious topics like that it's it's hard to kind of Uh, like pull yourself away from that when you're just kind of like immersed in it and you know you're seeing all this like false information that you think is actually happening and you know you don't know what to do with that information and then people can go to other like groups and stuff like that within that platform and then just start to start making up all of this different information and, and then spreading it to people. So I feel like with situations like this, especially with like the fandom activity, it, it becomes kind of like a sticky situation and it, it becomes this huge problem because more and more people are looking into this and, and believing it's actual fact, you know? So I feel like that's like a very real danger in that.
1: Yeah, I guess that's also why it really is that and why it makes it that much more important to teach digital literacy as a whole in general. So that way kids can learn how to vet, like search through all this stuff and make sure that even if they're not always 100% getting the right information, they can try to at least make sure they can identify that it's fake and right. keeps searching for what is real.
0: Right. I kind of wanted to ask you guys too. Like, what age do you think children should be learning digital literacy in the classroom? Like, how young do you think they they are able to understand all of this information?
1: Um. So I haven't done any teaching whatsoever, but I had work at an after school care program. Okay. For grades between second grade all the way to the fifth grade, mm-hmm. and I the the way the fifth graders and even the fourth graders use. They're um. They have like these Chromebooks now. Okay. I think honestly, that age is a perfect age to teach them because they understand what they're doing. Like, there's even like the schools will block websites from them so that they don't play these certain games. Like right. they're, they're innocent okay. games, but they're just not allowed to play during school. Yeah. But they'll somehow figure out how to find another website that's sh- like has is hosting this game so that they could play it while they're in school. So they clearly <laughs> kids are have clever. A grasp of, yeah, like they have a grasp of what's going on. Yeah. But I, 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 I think they're too busy learning how to get around things and not focusing on how to be safe oh yeah like
2: me working I actually working in a school and i just you know they have from k to 12 everyone's got their their own chromebooks mm-hmm. just like jvon said but just seeing like i would say maybe third to fifth because i'm at the elementary school just seeing how these kids like just know the Chromebooks, and know how to do this, this, and this, these shortcuts, how to do this, how to change. It's just, like, so mind, like, I, I didn't even know all that stuff at third grade through
0: fifth grade. Right. It's you just, know, They
2: literally, like, taught themselves all this stuff yeah. about Chromebooks.
0: Yeah. I, and, a lot of it starts at home, you know, you don't really think about that, but, yeah. you know, their parents could be helping them with it, too.
2: And, you know, a lot of stuff, they, a lot of them were, you no. Know,
0: COVID students and right. they had to do all this and even like the teachers
2: had to learn Google Meets, how to do Google Classrooms. So not only did they the students had to learn all this stuff, but the teachers as well. Like it was right. a whole new learning. Yeah. Like a whole if new I learning
0: had to be curve. a student
2: during COVID, like in a high school, mm-hmm. I I would have not probably did good because I I saw it with my nephews. They like the simplest thing of like turning hit the um, mark as done Mm -hmm. or the turn it in button. That was so painful. Like, all these assignments and you're stressing out, but it's like, I did them. I
0: forgot
2: to hit the button. It's like a totally new journey
0: now. I know. And and it's kind of crazy to think about, you know, COVID started a little over two years ago now, you know, and I, I was just uh graduating from my undergraduate and um I remember a spring break and it was indefinite you know because covid hit so I had to finish off my degree all online and it was very it was such a quick learning curve to try to bring that into my life and and make sure I graduated with good grades and everything but now like I feel like that's totally the norm I mean look at us we're we're doing a whole masters degree online you know, how wild is that? Whereas like I I love this program. (laughs) Yeah, no, I do too. But it's just it's it's crazy to me how quickly the technology is advancing to allow us to do things like this. Not not only in the classroom, but you know, we're we're sitting in our homes and, and doing a master's class right now. So I just feel like, you know, how how far is this gonna go? How far can it go? You know, and where is it going to lead? the newer generations you know what I mean
2: and actually to go back to like the question about you know teaching stuff mm-hmm. I know at one point the librarian at the elementary school was telling I don't know what grades maybe the older grades mm-hmm. you no know, she was talking about you know clickbait and on oh, like, your yeah. computer and you see this don't don't click on it like right. it, it's they bring up these uh topics of articles. And it has nothing to do with it and it's like you know advertisement or this or right like we talked about i think last week or a couple of weeks ago whatever is in the header of this information is not even in the article
0: Right. That definitely goes back to, like, safety, like, utilizing the safety with with the digital platforms and stuff that the kids are being exposed to. Because you're right, if, like, a kid clicks on something and it brings them to a completely inappropriate page, you know, you, you really, you know, parents could argue, well, it's not safe to bring technology into the classroom because of that, you know, so... But Geo was saying that they also have a lot of um, ways to prevent that from happening. You know, they put blocks up on the um, iPads and stuff for the kids to use. So I feel like slowly everyone's trying to learn how to properly, properly utilize the technology within the classroom. And yeah, it's and- definitely not perfected, but I think we're kind of getting on the verge of um, finding that, that perfect zone for the kids.
2: Yeah, and they actually my school district
0: actually got a program this year mm-hmm. because when they were doing their learning on Chromebooks, you know, the
2: teacher wouldn't be, like, walking around. So they actually have a program now that they can see all the students' monitors to make sure that, like, they're following along reading a story oh, wow. and not on a website playing a game. So right. he can actually look on his screen mm-hmm. and see who's... and see everyone... all the students' Chromebook screens... And he, if he sees one that's like on a playing a game or something like that, he'll he can see who's on it. And
0: that's really cool. I didn't you know, know
2: that. <laughs> even that stuff is like improving because I'm sure there's a lot of students that were during class, you know, were on a game and would switch right,
0: right. away right.
2: um back to where they were. So he can instead of moving around, he can stay at his desk and see um, who's not following along. So just that in general has improved. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, I mean, you you guys definitely like brought up some like really interesting pieces of uh, information, and like there's a lot of stuff that I honestly didn't even know about, um, you know, using technology in the classroom. Because I personally haven't started yet. I I got you know a new teaching job on Monday that I'll definitely start you know practicing this stuff in my own classroom. But um, I want to thank you guys for meeting with me today because we are actually out of time right now. But um, I think we touched on a lot of good topics. Yep, that was a nice talk. I had fun. Yes, it was. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much.